0: talkzone.com
2: Welcome to the Two Guys and a Mike Show, Thanksgiving week, Tuesday show. We got all kinds of stuff planned for you today and tomorrow. We do not, however, have anything planned for you on Thursday or Friday. We'll be all th- uh, those two days. We'll replay a couple of shows on those two days. So a couple of days left. We got to give it all. We got Big Dog and a Coach, Two Guys at a MikeTalkZone.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you're enjoying, uh, well, if you're at work enjoying the day as best you can and maybe a lot of the listeners out there, Big Dog, probably have a day off, maybe an early Thanksgiving vacation. I know you, Big Dog, are enjoying yet another day off, unfortunately.
1: Uh, well, um, um, <laughs> actually, that is unfortunately. That is a good point, Coach. So, actually, I'm at the auspices of a, one Joseph P. Hogan and Taxpayer Advocate Group coaching. Interesting. Kind of like a, like a half day of work. I actually been doing getting a lot of work on, even though I really haven't been getting paid for anything as of late. But that hopefully will change soon. All right. And to all the women out there who possibly might be cooking the food that I will be eating on Thursday, I hope you have the next two days off, not for a break, to prepare the food that I will be eating on Thursday.
2: <laughs> nice to know you're uh, sharing the wealth, my friend. And I think you 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 already ruined one of our games for today. The always popular where did the big dog sleep last night already. You appear to have given it away, apparently, much to the disappointment of many of our listeners. you sounds like you slept at the house of uh, your good friend, Chicago Joe.
1: Yeah, well, uh, as a matter of fact, yes, I did. And uh, tomorrow I will sleep in another place, and that's why you might need to get somebody else to Uh do the show on Wednesday for me. You will not be on.
2: We can confirm that now. You will not be on tomorrow's show. Is that correct? Yeah, but trust me, where I'm sleeping
1: tonight is probably going to be much more fun than a typical night coach, so.
2: Uh, certainly a lot better than sleeping at Chicago Joe's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, well, we won't get into the details of that. As you know, we are America's number one family sports show. Uh, talkzone.com. David Olson, our producer today, the ultimate family man is the big dog and a coach with you up until 11 o'clock. So dog, the last, uh, time we'll get you until, uh, after Thanksgiving. We gotta make full use of you here. Have you, it's a little bit early, but have you planned out your football viewing for the weekend? What games, Thursday, Friday, said This is a four-day football feast. I hope you're planning on pacing yourself.
1: No, uh, obviously, uh, I'm going to watch as much football as I possibly can. When I'm at my brother's house, he doesn't love football like me, so we end up watching like the football game, and then all of a sudden he'll put on something on the cooking channel, and we'll uh. be watching that, and then all of a sudden there'll be something on like CNBC, and then we're watching like prostitutes in, in Thailand, you know, so... <laughs> But no, no matter what, I will be watching on Saturday without question. I don't care what it takes. I don't care if I have to choke a little baby in order to get it done. I'm Well, of course, I'm just joking about that. Uh I would definitely, you know, not do anything. But the, the latter, I would. Uh Marmion football this particular Saturday yes. in the state championship game. Yes. Um, you know, coach, I always watch one through eight A. I try to watch everything try to yep. watch every single game, every single year. Mm-hmm. There won't be in there won't be any type of try. It's gonna get done. Uh my my ex wife, uh, her cousin
0: uh-huh.
1: her cousin's kid is a the kid by the name of T J Lally. And if you've watched any high school football this year, you know who T J Lally is, coach. And obviously you don't know who T.J. Lally is. TJ.
2: I have not, and I've watched a lot of high school football. For our listeners, out of state, uh, maybe in your particular state, they're having a the high school football class. Big Dog is referring to the Illinois State yeah. Championships, where over two days we will have a, a football fest of eight consecutive state championship games based on class levels. And uh, the, the ball club you're talking about is Marmion Academy, right?
1: Yes, Marmion Academy. And, and Coach, this is no joke, about four years ago, this team would go one and eight, two and seven, and they've got a new coach. Uh, and this is the the fourth year he's been there. And during mm-hmm. the state championship game, and, and Marmion Academy is known for its wrestling, mm-hmm. phenomenal wrestling. And I'm not talking about oh, they're, they're state championship qualifiers, coach. They got like five national championship wrestlers on their high school uh, team, and they've got 12 coaches. You know, you 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 always joke about uh about Illinois and all the assistant coaches they have for college basketball and with all these, you know, every single team. Well, they're they're the same exact way. These Uh kids at Marmion Academy, they come from Ohio and Michigan and Iowa, all over the country to actually wrestle there. So it's a wrestling school. But this wrestling school happens to actually have a great football team this year. so well,
2: you, know. you probably just, uh, they might not even get to play Saturday after you made that comment. That's grounds for suspension. If the Illinois High School Association finds out about players moving in strictly for a sport or being recruited, they They're could an be suspended.
1: Huh? An, and they know, it, it's well known, and it is an well, academy, so it's a little different.
2: Well, then they can't compete at the Illinois High School Association level.
1: Well, I don't know how they do it, but they do have people from all over the the country that actually wrestle. I
2: think you just blew their cover here on worldwide uh, internet radio. And God forbid if there's no uh, 4A state championship game involving Marmion Academy, if that game in fact is canceled, you'll know where it started as the big dog Joel Radwanski. You didn't mean to, but you might have just messed up the hopes of your beloved Academy.
1: No, no, I was talking about the wrestling team.
2: I understand that, but it's still... You can't have athletes illegally recruited. I gotta believe some of those wrestlers so, during the fall don't the shoulder pads are part of the football team. You probably have just caused a suspension, Big Doug.
1: So I need to blame so the the, the wrestling staff, the coaches of yes. Army and Academy are gonna cost them their eligibility,
2: is what you're saying, Coach? That's that's clear as concise as I can put it, absolutely. Because I'm with
1: one of the coaches here right now, and he's laughing about it. He doesn't there. really even care about these kids' eligibility, obviously. There may, not,
2: there, <laughs> there may not be a game on Saturday. One of the coaches is there with you, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. Joseph B. Hogan, well, the, the 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 ruler of Taxpayers Advocate Group, who we're <laughs> back getting taxpayers' money from Cook County that has been wrongfully taken from home homeowners here in, in Cook County. Ask he
2: Joseph. Also, it, ask Joseph C. If the half Nelson crotch hold is still one of the common pin moves.
1: Well, is the half Nelson crotch move still a common pin move at Marmine Academy? He said the he said the the crotch move is popular up at uh, Lakeshore or Lake Take Academy. Take it easy.
2: Take it easy. The half Nelson. I, I got. A, I went well, a long half-Nelson. way. Nine and zero. Oh, I'll have you tell you tell you tell uh, Chicago Joe over there. Nine and zero, oh, undefeated in my wrestling physical education career. Big dog. Never entered the high school team, but uh, I was a long time user of the half nelson crotch hold.
1: well uh, how could somebody like you cut weight back in the day coach you, you were you were six foot four <laughs> 106 pounds okay what did you have to do shave your afro when you weigh too
2: much <laughs> i didn't need to cut weight i just took on people I, I was more angulated than the people i wrestled with no you know actually long
1: and skinny guys are really good for wrestling They exactly. can really, they, they can get like locked into people yep. a lot better
2: it's all so. about leverage big dog it's all about leverage
1: if oh. that's what you say, Coach. Yeah, that's
2: outstanding. All right, well, I'm glad you'll be watching some high school football. Oh, yeah. because that, all that's... the way
1: up and down. I don't even know any of the matchups besides that Marmion is in the state mm-hmm. championship game. That's all I know out of the well, 16 teams.
2: One, one interesting one to watch is is the public school versus the private school. Mount Carmel taking on Maine South. That's going to be a great, great battle. The caravan against the Hawks. Off the
1: South starts 0-2. And they, yep. they lost their second game 48
2: to seven. Two time defending state champ powerhouse program. They lose their first couple of games. Their second game, they got crushed. Everybody around the state, like finally, finally, Maine South is down. This is the year we're going to get them. Thank goodness they're not so good this year. And they proceed to win not only their next 12 games big or 11 games, but they're, I think the scoring margin is like 40 to five. I mean, they're yeah, killing it,
1: teams. Yeah, it's, it's ugly. And, uh, Wheaton Warrenville South, there's always a awesome. no power out here in the West. They, yeah. they have a chance to win the national championship. Yes. They, obviously, if, if, it's a mythical national championship, but it's still yeah. pretty cool to say that you're the number two ranked yeah. team in the country, and you've absolutely destroyed every team that you've played. So
2: Very few cool. things in sports more exciting than a mythical national championship. One could argue it's even more <laughs> more exciting than a regular game. When you win a mythical championship, it's about as good as you can get. If well, they win on Saturday and win big, they could go down amongst the great teams in Illinois High School history.
1: Oh, they definitely will, and and you know you you know we're just joking around the the, the national high school national mythical championship. Yep. The truth is, if you go back over the last you know for, from only the ones that I've been around to, so I've been paying attention to college football since nineteen eighty one. Coach, yep. very few times have there ever been a real national champion. Every year there's typically mm-hmm. a mythical national yep. champion. Really, yeah. Yep. So uh, I, I'm not going to make too much fun of it. You know, yep. if you think about it, over the last like ten years. You know, like Alabama last year, legitimate champion. Uh mm-hmm. Ohio State in two thousand and two, a legitimate champion. Undefeated, beat another undefeated team. But you know, so you know, this year, as far as I'm concerned, they'll be a mythical national champion because Boise State will be yeah. undefeated when the year's yes. done and they won't be the national
2: champion. If Boise State is not in that game, it will indeed be mythical. And our producer David Olson has just informed me that we are mythically the number one ranked sports talk show in the Midwest.
1: Okay, you just spread the word. We are yep. mythically the number one yep. rated sports talk show in Midwest. Coast. That's, that's... Whatever. People people at Auburn, they think they're the 2004 national champion. Yep. They were the mythical national championship ring and everything.
2: Absolutely. Like I said, more exciting than the actual ring is a, is a, a <laughs> mythical championship. It's a beautiful thing. I still remember before they had the Illinois high school football playoffs, one of the worst, worst, maybe the worst call I can ever remember from an official. Uh-huh. The mythical, quote-unquote, state championship game. Nutrier against Evanston. David Olson, you ready for this? Two arch rivals undefeated. Whoever wins was going to be your, quote-unquote, state champ. Uh Evanston, I'm going to make sure I get this right now. Evanston goes to kick the field goal to win the game at the end of the game. The kid kicks it through the goalpost to win the mythical state championship. The referee, after the kick. Fires the flag down. You know what the penalty was? What? The kicker did not have his mouth guard in. That's ridiculous. Called the kicker for not having the mouth guard in. Re-kick, misses the field goal, the other team wins the championship. That's ridiculous. You're
1: a player on a a team where you don't have your mouthpiece in? But not, you don't. That's stupid. But but big dog, you don't. I'm with the official on that. Oh, come on. I hope you're kidding me. I'm totally 100% with the official, okay? Big That's job. ridiculous. It's, I understand that you're a kicker, you don't need it, but the point of the matter is you're an, a football player. You're supposed to have your mouth. I
2: understand there. you're supposed to have it, but when you are kicking for a, a championship in a critical situation, the fact that you have a mouth guard on has no advantage gained, it makes no difference on the play, you don't... Call the kid for not having a mouth guard in when he's making the game-winning kick with one second left in a state championship game. Please don't tell no. me you agree with the officials. Yeah,
1: I, I totally, absolutely, one hundred percent agree with the official.
2: Oh. Hey, just, just to let you
1: know, the the last in nineteen sixty nine was the last year of the mythical high school champions. Yeah. And just want to let you know that my high school Donner's Grove North won it with Barry Sternock,
2: the the player of the year in in was, Illinois that year. What was your record? Four and six, but you were mythically the winner.
1: Uh, I believe they were uh, they were either eight and zero or nine and zero. How they uh-huh. were undefeated that year. So, uh, uh, right. what's called uh, well, Carstens was the coach. It's, it's true. I, Back in 1969, the year before the state playoffs.
2: If I, the only thing I could ask after making that, I can't believe you agree with the official. If your good buddy, your sleeping partner, Chicago Joe over there, could give you a swift foot in the groin, I would fully appreciate. Because if I was around you, I would.
1: I was married. That's already happened to me, coach. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, there's, if there's somebody I want to have do that to me, it won't yeah. be Joe Hogan, who was an all-American wrestler at West
2: Point. That's exactly why okay. I want Chicago yeah. Joe Hogan to do that. Yeah. I could think of nobody better than to give you a swift uh, kick in the Jobies after after that particular opinion. You've upset me here. I, I don't. Yeah. and
1: and people and people might say, oh, it's West Point; you can't be that good of an athlete. Well, that's if you play basketball, baseball, or football. If you play a nonprofit sport, mm-hmm. you're actually a really good athlete. If you went to West Point,
2: no question. Mm-hmm. No question. All right, 888-463-6748. Big Dog and the Coach off on all kind of tangents here. The important thing is it is Thanksgiving. we got a big football weekend coming up. Pace yourself Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Four days of football. we got some eating going on. Any of our fans out there, you want to check in on any of the football games coming up? Or you want to talk some hoops? Big Dog, we got a lot of hoops going on, too. I don't know if you're into the Maui Invite or the Alaska Anchorage Shootout, the CBE Classic, or uh, I believe there's the North Dakota... Invitational going on as well, but we can talk some college hoops. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Did you watch the Maui Classic at all last night,
1: Coach? I've been way too busy trying to figure out a way to make money, and I cannot wait until I actually, you know, have that plan and then I can actually take an hour or two of my day to watch, like some college basketball. Yep. So, uh, as a matter of fact, Monday Night Football was on last night, and I think I watched like ten plays of the game. That would I was, be. I was too busy. uh Formulating some ideas. So
2: ten plays more than um, than I watched. San Diego, by the way, won the ball game. Uh, what do we got? Thirty-five to fourteen over Denver. They're making their usual late charge for the playoffs, and I do hope the ideas you were formulating were successful ideas.
1: Yeah, it, it, uh, definitely true. I have to now. I, I'm think I'm going to get a job, and all I need is some gold chains, some a wide rimmed hat, and a fur <laughs> coat, and I'll be ready to go. By the way, girls, give me a shout out at it, Hotmail at Hotmail. I got work for you. <laughs>
2: By the way, you mentioned, uh, what was the show, Prostitutes in Thailand, you were watching? Yeah, on CSNBC. Very good. Cinemax Indian informing us, coming out for the uh, spring season, 2011, hmm. Dancing with the Prostitutes.
1: Dancing with Prostitutes? Not, is it what, is Charlie Sheen is going to be a host of that show? I
2: don't. I haven't seen the uh, information on that, but I couldn't think of a better host for it.
1: Because <laughs> you know what, you just don't know what you're going to get. It'd yeah. be like Howie Mendel. Yeah. Like, it's you either know, low key one day, and next thing you know he's breaking mirrors, uh, screaming uh, <laughs> racial epithets. You know, so
2: dancing with the prostitute. Maybe Nick Cannon I think would be a nice host for that.
1: Who's that? Hassel... That, that sounds like a porn name. Take it hey, easy. I'm Nick Cannon. But... So who is that, Nick Cannon? Oh,
2: he's a host of a bunch of shows. He's famous for being famous. What is it? America's Got Talent. He's the host for that, I think.
1: I, well, I don't watch that cause, yeah. you know. Which also
2: should be known as America's Got Lack of Talent.
1: So, so, yeah, like what? They got a bunch of jugglers yeah. on that show or something.
2: Yeah, actually, it's the few, 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 few times I've watched it, somewhat entertaining, but um, it's not a bad idea. You know what, dancing with the prostitutes, maybe that could be our next business venture, Big Doug. That might be a winner. You know, it's so funny because most of the time a prostitute started out, I'm just a dancer. And then the next thing you know, she's a prostitute. Mm -hmm. So,
1: I mean, it, it does work out that way, Coach.
2: It's an interesting idea.
1: It's, a, it's like uh, the gateway job. You know, there's gateway. Oh, don't smoke weed. Next <laughs> thing you know, you'd be shooting heroin. It's like the same thing. You know, you, you go, you, you go be a dancer, uh-huh. you know, and next thing you know, you're, you're, you're working in the porn industry with Nick Hannon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. David, again, I got the whole script here. David Olson gave me football talk. We're going to analyze college basketball, break down the Bears Philadelphia game. Next thing we know, we're talking about Nick Cannon hosting Dancing with the Prostitutes. How do we get so sidetracked on a consistent basis? Is it your fault, my fault, or a combination thereof?
1: Yeah, maybe we should stick to high school football coach. That's.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And you've <laughs> I already, think
1: we've lost yeah. everybody.
2: You've already ruined one of our segments. Where did the big dog sleep last night? A very uh, unexciting and disappointing landing at Chicago Joe's apartment. So that doesn't uh, uh,
1: apartment. No, this is a, this is also a palatial estate, coach. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
2: Upstairs, downstairs, the whole bit. Uh, oh yeah, in a basement, a, a
1: furnished basement. Wow. Heck yeah. Really. Yes, I, I legitimately, this is more of a, a compound, really, than a palace. I would have to say, though. You got a couple different families living here. You just don't know what you're going to get. Animals. I mean, it's kind of like an ark if <laughs> this thing could
2: float. Couple different families, huh? Yeah. Oh, well, this is true. It's true. So. God bless you. God bless you. All right, big dog. Let's uh, let, let's talk about some of the stuff coming up this week. And by the way, I did get a kick. A lot of hype here in the Chicago area. Bears taking on Philadelphia. It's probably the big football game of the Sunday weekend, but I read in the paper where they're trying to simulate Michael Vick. What, and they're, they're, they, and, and this,
1: they Is Carl Lewis the,
2: available? No, this was not a joke. It was written in the paper. At least I didn't think it was. They got Todd Collins. Todd Collins running the scout team trying to impersonate Michael Vick. I got I a kick out of that one because I don't think that's going to work. But, oh, that doesn't make oh,
1: sense. Guys, Todd Collins, I could run backwards faster than Todd Collins. They have him yeah. impersonating Michael Vick in practice.
2: Uh, that's the best I mean, they honestly, can do. Shouldn't they? Shouldn't they use Devin Hester? That's a good call.
1: Uh, or the, I don't know who else they should use, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's got to be a guy in the practice squad that, squad that plays corner or something like that that mm-hmm. can. Act like he's throwing left-handed or something.
2: You know what's so impressive about Michael Vick last weekend? He had the phenomenal game two weeks ago. Again, Bears coming up against Philadelphia this Sunday. One of the games we'll be talking about. Uh, any Bear fans out there? God forbid, Philadelphia fan, give us a call. Talk some uh, Bear football here. Triple eight four six three sixty seven forty eight. Big dog. He had a, a regular game this past Sunday, and everybody's talking about it oh, was just kind of an average effort coming off that two weeks ago ridiculous game. But, you know, zero interceptions, very few mistakes, completed, what, 67% of his passes, ran the football efficiently. Yeah. It's almost like a compliment to Michael Vick that you're saying he didn't have that good a game, and really, he had an outstanding game for a football quarterback.
1: I, I, I couldn't agree more with you, Coach. I was actually a little bit more impressed with this past week because yep. when the, the Redskins weren't playing any defense whatsoever. So the fact that the Giants came out and were – Really putting a lot of pressure on him and covering people, and uh, you know he showed up more like a quarterback in that game. I mean, it was it was so easy against the Redskins. It was almost like it was hard to really put into context if you understand. You understand exactly what I'm saying. You brought it up. So and then like this, the game against the Giants, watching him, the poise, how he slowed down, and most importantly, and I know this, you know, this gets you mad because I have to be careful how I say this, you know, but. The first thing you did was protect the football. Yep. And then, you know, then you make plays. That's You, you protect the ball to make a play. That's, that's the order that you have to do it as a quarterback. And against the Giants, you know, because, you know, if you have four touchdowns thrown, two touchdowns passing, then all of a sudden you don't have good numbers the next game. You know, sometimes people think, oh, I have to live up to what I did last week. And he didn't have that. He didn't play like that. He played like a guy that's what what do I have to do on this play for my team to be successful? And he did that about 60 times. He looked up. And he's got a victory against the first place team, and now he's tied for first place. So yeah,
2: we'll see how he does against the uh, Chicago Bear defense, which has played pretty well the last couple of weeks. It's going to be a good and matchup.
1: Is up. They match up really well against Michael Vick, coach. Uh-huh. You know, there's other teams that I know they don't match up that well against. But I mean, obviously Michael Vick's going to make plays, but the the Bears defense is one of the fastest in football, and they play zone, and they have a great defensive line. So. They match up really well, and I don't see Michael Vick dominating like he did against the Redskins against the Bears.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, it'll be fun to watch on Sunday. And it's been kind of an interesting year, almost soap opera-esque for quarterbacks. It started really in the offseason when you had the whole Ben Roethlisberger situation, Brett Far uh, ad nauseum this year, not the yeah, football
1: yeah, coach, part. That's the, the last thing i want to say about Brett Far for the next two yeah. weeks is this, and that's the last thing i want to say about Brett Far.
2: Thank you very much, but the most okay. recent one, the reason I bring it up is we got another soap opera developing with quarterback versus coach Jeff Fisher, one of our favorite coaches. You and me both agree on Love that. Uh, Vince Young, they put him on the injured reserve list early in the year. Everything was good. Things are breaking down, and he and Fisher not seeing eye to eye. The owner brought the two of them in. The soap opera continues, and Vince Young is temporarily out as the Tennessee Titan quarterback Big up.
1: Did they they put him on injured reserve? Injured that means reserve and it was I mean he's done for the season. Well, yeah. Yeah, because there's 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 like the, the football added uh, the pup physically unable to perform.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh that's at the beginning of the year because that, that was cool to add that because that way you save a roster spot for somebody but if you go on injured reserve coach your season is done. I believe
2: done. our our uh Research man Ralph, I believe, has given us the correct info. We'll double check that, but I'm pretty sure they're saying it's a hand injury. But I think it's
1: it's a, a he tore a tendon in his thumb. That's it. Yeah, and his oh, throwing thumb too.
2: In his throwing thumb. Yeah, I mean that's not a problem. Come on, tape it up. Just a thrown te- a, a torn tendon in the thumb.
1: Throw the ball like Philip Rivers. Just shot put Absolutely. it. You don't need your
2: thumb that way. Come on, stop being so soft. Get him out there. Tape I'm it up. You. Tape I'm it up. <laughs> the phone number san diego chargers look like a super bowl team last night big dog they beat denver 35 to 14 every time this time of year they start getting hot again same old san diego or are they going to bounce back or maybe is this a year maybe in a year where there's really no great teams could san diego maybe elevate at the right time
1: the, the the only way I can answer that coach is if they can actually start running the football because obviously they got a, a, a quarterback that can distribute the ball over the field. They've got a very very good defense. There's no doubt about that. So if um this this Michael Tolbert kid can continue to munch up yards and if Ryan Matthews can get healthy and uh, give him a you know a little like you know a little bit. Uh, A regular type of run down the back, because they also have Darren Sproles as the scat back. You know, maybe they do have a chance, Coach. So I guess if Ryan Matthews can get healthy and Michael Tolbert can continue to run the ball the way he has, then they're legitimate because they're going to win the AFC West if they continue to play that way because, uh, like, the Raiders and the Chiefs, as much as both, you and I like each one of those different teams. Yep. Let's face it, if you look at the roster right now, the Chargers have more experience in both those teams and more talent. Yep. So uh, and the, and the Chargers' schedule is it's very favorable. The last six games of the season, mm-hmm. and right now they're what five and five, right, Coach? Sounds good. Yeah, and so are the Raiders, <laughs> so sort are of the Chiefs. You know, so um, yeah, I, I think the the, yeah. the Chargers are doing exactly what they do every year this year. But they have to find a running back if they are going to contend for the Super
2: Bowl. Yeah, the fullback you mentioned, Michael Tolbert. I like that term. You, uh, I don't think intentionally used it, but uh, munching up lots of yards. If you've, looked at,
1: no, that way, yeah. if
2: you've looked at Michael Tolbert, he's been munching up lots of things besides yards. <laughs> yeah, that's, just, that's one large running back.
1: You know, it, honestly, if, if you want to win, don't give me a guy that averages five yards a carry nope. and he gets 80 of them on one carry a game. Yep. You know, even though that's really cool to have a breakaway threat like yep. that. I like home run threats. But if you give me a guy that you know is going to get you three and four mm-hmm. every single time you get it, yep. Those are, that's winning type running backs. The Emmett Smiths, the John Riggins, the Walter Paytons of mm-hmm. the world. There's, there's, those win football games for you, coach.
2: Uh, he brings me back to memories of the old position like fullback, when there oh, truly was yeah. a fullback. Two of my mm-hmm. favorite fullbacks all. I don't know, David, see if you remember these two guys. Uh, Don Nottingham, the human bowling ball.
1: Oh, heck yeah, everybody remembers Don Nottingham.
2: <laughs> Apparently not our producer, David Ols. I love that guy, the human <clears throat> bowling ball. Excuse me. <clears throat> he would duck his head. And kind of go into the line, pick up three, four yards. He looked like a bowling ball going through the line. And then my favorite guy of all was the old Baltimore Colt with the great nickname Norm Big Boo Booyash.
1: Oh, that's a heck of a nickname.
2: You don't? You're you're too young to remember him.
1: I, I do. I do. Have I heard of you talk about oh. him? But he was the guy that replaced Alan Amici as fullback, right? Uh, not
2: quite that long ago. I don't think. Okay. There was a few guys in between Alan and Bo. Just look up a few tapes if there are any of him. The Norm Big. Boo booyahs, true fullback. Love talking football with you, Big Doug.
1: No, no, I w- I've always wondered, was uh, uh, Don Nottingham related to Don Knot? Uh
2: I believe he was. I believe he was. I believe his <laughs> cousin had once dated Knotts' sister, and uh, the two of them hooked up for a brief uh, uh, ecstatic moment in time.
1: So no hopefully nobody
2: was injured. All right, we're taking a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little college basketball, some more football, Big Dogs plans for the Thanksgiving weekend. want to talk to you out there. Our phone lines are wide, smack, and open. Give us a call, 888-463-6748. Two guys at a mic, talkzone.com. Short break, back in about 42.6 seconds.
1: are open for your calls on two guys and a mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cone, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com.
2: Welcome back, Big Dog and the Coach with you up until 11 o'clock. Real quick, Big Dog, a couple of tidbits before we get back to the football feast. Uh, A, and it is Residue Tuesday, I want to pick up some things over the weekend. The general manager's meetings, I believe, ended this weekend down in Lake Buena Vista, Florida. I know you had some people that were down there, inside sources. Any baseball happenings that caught your particular fancy before we get back to the football feast?
1: Yeah, uh, actually, as a matter of fact, I, I was La Buena Vista. I, found I think out was I found out it was Spanish for the Buena Vista.
2: <laughs> Thank you for that clarification.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I do for you. To... Other than that, all I know is this: is uh, the Cubs came back and they didn't. They were not able to unload uh, Alfonso Soriano or Carlos Zambrano. Surprisingly,
2: no. And you say surprisingly with all deep sarcasm. Uh, <laughs> I saw the New York Mets while they were down in beautiful Lake Buena Vista, Florida. Um, Named Terry Collins, the manager. I was very, very excited about that. And then I had to sit back and say, who's Terry Collins? Yeah, that's
1: – honestly, Coach, I don't know who he is.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: And, and 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 usually I'm pretty good about figuring out who yeah. people are. I know I'm good at this baseball stuff. I don't know anything about Terry Collins okay. and did not even know they hired somebody. Yep. That's how busy I have been the last couple weeks. Yep. So –
2: Yeah, very, very. You know, I was thrilled. The New York Mets. You know, for last couple of weeks, I've been reading about this guy, that guy, and all of a sudden, oh wow, Terry Collins gets the job. Nice job, Terry. And then I'm like, huh? Who's Terry Collins? uh also national league most valuable player was named yesterday this was not down in lake buena vista florida I just like saying lake buena vista florida kind of sounds good to the palette but uh joey Votto was named on 31 of 32 ballots first place big dog out of nowhere he's your national league mvp at the start of the year you could have listed your top 50 candidates and i don't think the name of joey Votto would have been in there
1: uh, he would have been probably in my top eight really Coach, come on! The guy, the guy hit three thirty with with twenty five home runs last season. He did. Yeah.
2: You sure about that?
1: Yeah, Coach. Just to let you know, I, I've been in three fantasy baseball leagues, and last year I won all three of them. The year before, I won all four. Okay. I know who Joey Votto is. All
0: right.
1: So that—that that one I didn't know who Terry Collins is, but it, yeah, Joey Votto. But it is still a, a surprise because you don't think somebody from the Reds was going to end up winning the MVP. But mm-hmm. you know, the fact he had a big season didn't surprise me whatsoever. And the best way for me to say about Joey Votto is uh, he's a DB coach. I can't stand the guy, and he absolutely deserved to win the National League MVP award, hands down. I don't think there was anybody else. He should have got unanimous votes. He had a better year than Albert Pujols did, and I don't know. I just I think Pujols
2: took second. Carlos Gonzalez from uh, the Rockies was third place.
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought the vote was. I thought it was a perfect vote. To be honest, Uh, let's do let's do a quick test.
2: Uh, Let's do a quick test. Stump the Stump the Pole used to be the game we'd call the trivia contest where we'd uh, try to stump Joel Radwanski. He of uh, occasional Polish faith. Uh, The last Cincinnati Red to win a Most Valuable Player Award. Ladies and gentlemen, stump the pole with Joel Radwanski.
1: That's really easy. You know, I can get every single MVP of all time. That was 1995 Barry Larkin. And uh, he became the first National League shortstop that year to go 30-30. That was the last time the Reds had made the playoffs, by the way.
2: And folks that are watching on a live webcast, you can see the big dog's not in the room. I asked him that question. There was not enough time for him to go to the Internet. You actually had that right off the top of your somewhat inundated, uh, uh cranium membrane you know who, inside.
1: Do who, you know who the previous oh, one before that was? Frank Robinson? George Foster in 77. Uh, the one before that?
2: For the big red machine. Johnny Bench. Uh,
1: Tony John Morgan, Perez. in 76 and 75. The one before that?
2: Wait, who won in 75?
1: 76 and 75 was uh, Joe Morgan.
2: What about Tony Tony Perez?
1: Tony Perez never won one, what? even though he he led the 1970s in RBI's coach. Yeah. He never won an MVP. Shocking. In 73, Pete Rose won one. In yep. 72 and 1970, Johnny Bench won one. Wow. And in 1966, Frank Robinson won one and then was traded to the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a lot of MVP awards between 77 and 66 for the reds and besides that they don't have very many other ones honestly they have like Barry larkin joey Votto, and then like before 1966 nobody really so
2: not that i want to get too lost in the baseball talk here in a football weekend coming up on thanksgiving but i i have said all along in my 50 some odd years of watching baseball and great teams the greatest team i ever saw was the big red machine the cincinnati reds was- yeah, if you
1: Coach, that was bad. You know, their pitching staff was above average. It wasn't yes. a really great pitching staff. That's the only reason why I, I, yep. I can't agree wholeheartedly with you, honestly.
2: Yep. The starting oh, pitching, the, the bullpen was outstanding. The starting pitching, what? Don Gullett and uh, who else Bill did Gullickson? it uh, Bill, uh, Gullickson?
1: Gullixon? I don't know. I, was just I don't think so. There. But
2: yeah, you're right. It, it was good. It wasn't great. But that, can we agree that their starting lineup, top to bottom, that was the best hitting lineup uh, ever? In the game of baseball?
1: uh, Okay, I'm not going to say that because, okay, the the 1927 Yankees, the 1931 uh, Philadelphia A's.
2: I can't compare them because I didn't watch them.
1: Okay, well, okay, let's let's think about it. George Foster, Cesar Geronimo, Ken Griffey Sr., Pete Rose, that was pretty good. Uh, Joe Morgan. Joe Joe, Morgan. Johnny Bench. uh, Tony Perez and Johnny Bench. Yep. Okay, so like you're talking about the, the 1927 Yankees. You know, you're, you're talking about, uh, Lou Gehrig, uh, Bob Musil, uh, Earl Combs, Mark Koning, Tony Lazari, Babe Ruth. I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't coach, I gotta be quite honest with you. The 27 Yankees are pretty freaking good. And then the murderer's row of the, of the 31 A's is pretty good. Mickey Cochran, Al Simmons, mm. Eddie Collins, uh, I'm missing the best one yet. I can't even think of who it is.
2: All of a sudden, we got a baseball historian breaking Jimmy out of
1: the and Jimmy Fox. So, yep. you know, I will say that the 1970 Reds were great. If you think about the Reds scored over five and a half runs a game, and nowadays people be like, "Well, that's really good, Joel and Coach," but that's, but that's not that great. Well, back in 1975, the average game uh, was like four to three, mm-hmm. and they were scoring five and a half runs a game. So they they dominated they were they're the best offense of my entire life and your entire life, definitely, coach
2: all right, little winter news and notes of baseball style the big dog, our baseball insider here on the show for lack of an actual paid expert, you will do uh eight 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 four six three six seven four eight other tidbits and news and notes before we get back to football, we got to mention the Miami heat again again getting beaten, second loss in a row, you talk about them, I and this could become one of the biggest. How do you describe it? Build-ups in sports and then total bust. The Indiana Pacers. The Pacers beat them, Big Dog. Last night, Dwayne Wade goes for one for 13. No injuries. They had a while Udonis. Haslam is out. But the big three were there, and the team that everyone was talking about, maybe one of the great teams in NBA history, they're barely above five hundred. Amazing.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, can the 1995 and 96 Bulls light up the cigars yet and not worry about their yes. uh, record being broken? Absolutely. So? I think the Oklahoma City Thunder right now have a better <laughs> chance of breaking that record.
2: <laughs> 93 to 77. Wasn't even close. Guess the Pacers. It's unbelievable. Anyhow, that's so, you know, and who knows? Maybe they'll, they'll get it together. They may very well win the NBA championship, but thus far into the season, what a total dud considering all the buildup that they had had. By the way, your Chicago Bulls take on the LA Lakers tonight at Los Angeles, big dog, your good friend Phil Jackson. Taking on uh, the Chicago Bull, who will be minus Carlos Boozer and Taj Gibson. So it uh, doesn't look good for the beloved Bull.
1: Yeah, that's not good. I mean, if you, you you want to have either one of those, and all of a sudden the Bulls are one of the better teams in the league. You lose both, lose both of those. They don't even have a power forward. So now we're going to have to have Omrek Ashish get it done, whatever the heck his name is.
2: <laughs> Make sure when you say that you got Kleenex with you, by the way. Oh, good. Every time I mention his name, they have to come and clean up the studio afterwards. All right, other news and notes real quick. we got to mention NASCAR once again, Residue Tuesday. It's worth mentioning our car expert, Joel Radwanski. I know you follow it. Uh, to a fair extent, Jimmy Johnson wins his fifth consecutive. Now that you've had 24 hours to think about it, can you put it in historical perspective, Big Dog? Where does that rate in great American historical moments?
1: Uh, right now, he's the most dominant participant in his sport Uh-oh. of anybody on the planet. So just think, think about that. Because Roger Federer no longer is that guy. Tiger Woods no longer is that guy. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so it's Manny Pacquiao and him. Right now is the most dominant participant in their particular sport. And if at any time you can say that, that that's pretty cool. Even if you can only say it for a year. Mm-hmm. I was the greatest in the world at what I did for a year. It's pretty good. Well, I mean... The, the way Jimmy Johnson has done it, and the way he did it in spectacular fashion, because normally, Coach, let's face it, there's five, six, seven races to go in a chase, and they were just like, well, if Jimmy Johnson doesn't lose a tire in every single race the rest of the way, he'll win it. To win it the way he did this year, where all the odds were stacked against him, and he just kept trucking along and got it done, mm-hmm. he barely made the right. I mean, the the chase, don't forget, Coach. Mm-hmm. It was a poor season this year. We didn't think he was actually going to make the playoff system, and then then the last, like, five races before that, he won, like, four to five. It was almost <laughs> and, as yeah. if
2: Denny Hamlin, who had the lead and and, and had the NASCAR and the $5 million, uh, what do they call it, the Nextel Cup, I'm sorry, he had it when it was almost as if the ghost of Jimmy Johnson was racing behind him.
1: There was it, it, almost it, that,
2: that Paul cast over him.
1: It, it it almost seemed inevitable to him. Yes. Honestly. Yeah. And, and it, it, right when those people... Right when uh, the Hamlin crew was like, "No one can beat us. We have the fastest car. We have the best pit crew. No one's gonna stop Danny." And they're like, they asked Jimmy Johnson and Chad out about it. They were like, "Well, uh, then maybe they're right, but we're gonna keep on working." <laughs> and right when they said that, I was like, "It's over." And think, they And, uh...
0: they
1: were, and it didn't look like they had a chance at that point. You know, it was just like, why would you? You don't awake. You don't like coach. The best way, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get into a fight against somebody, I'm not gonna tell them how bad I'm gonna beat them up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say a word. You know, I'm just going to be like, okay, well, let's fight that. You know, that's, I don't know. It's, you just don't awaken a sleeping giant, Coach.
2: I would agree with you completely. And uh, I, I told you yesterday, I do honestly believe Sports Illustrated's man, person of the year, I should say. Right now it's a two-person race. I think it's Jimmy Johnson, the car driver, and then you got to throw Jenna Sturmer in the conversation as well.
1: Oh, is that, uh, is that <laughs> who the quarterback of the, of, uh, the Vikings Showed his uh, weaving. Yes,
2: Wii I think okay. it's Jenna Jenna Sturmer or Jimmy Johnson. They're running. Neck. I almost said head and head. They're running neck and neck. It's a better way to describe it. Jen Sturger. Sturger. Jen Sturger. Are you sure? Yes. I thought it was Sturmer. Sturger? Sturger. Sturger. Thank you for the clarification, ladies and Dave, gentlemen. Dave, you're
1: the family man. You should not know her name. <laughs>
2: Remember, it's not Sports Illustrated, it's Man of the Year, it's Person of the Year. Don't count her out, Big Dog. She's getting a lot of late uh, votes. Momentum is building.
1: Well, I mean, if it wasn't for her, I mean, the Vikings probably would be running away with the NFC North, and Brad Childress still has his job.
2: You're preaching to the choir. That's exactly what I'm talking about. She's <laughs> had a big impact on things. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, final note before we get back to football. Final titillating tidbit. Again, any of our little news and notes, titillating tidbits. You want to comment on? <laughs> big dog and the coach at your service. Eight 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 four six three six seven four. You can always email us at Mike Two. Guys, AOL.com, M-I-C, and the number two, Mike, 2 guys, aol.com Got to mention the Blackhawks are playing the San Jose Sharks tonight, Big Doug. I mentioned that because they will be going up against the goalie that led them to the Stanley Cup last year, Auntie Naomi, up against the Hawk. Kind of an interesting matchup tonight.
1: Yeah, you know what? You know, Auntie Naomi, my Auntie Naomi. Yes. By the way, you know, she ended up, uh, like, she got rid of the jersey and she got a new one. No. It, she's no really? longer a Blackhawks fan. Really? Yeah. So well, she, she, she was bandwagon, anyway. She was one of those people that became a hawk fan last March. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, wow. Or this March.
2: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Did she get rid of the Cristobal Huey underwear as well?
1: No, she kept those because how often do you get autographed underwear from a
2: from a goalie? That sounds logical to me. Uh huh. Yeah. That stuff's well worn, by the way. Right. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Auntie Naomi is uh, uh, not your Auntie Naomi. But the goalie, Antony, I mean, not doing so well with the San Jose Sharks. In fact, he's been replaced as the starting goalie. But considering they're playing the Hawk tonight, they're going to let him get a start.
1: Yeah, oh, what a surprise he's not that good. I tried to tell you that, Coach, and I did all these other people, oh, I can't believe they let their goalie go. There was time to go. There, there were some guys you could, I don't know, I could just tell it. The Hawks were so good in front of him. I, I, they missed Buff, they missed those other guys, a lot, and they missed mm-hmm. Versteeg a lot more than they'll ever miss uh, Antony Emi. No, no knock on him. Anthony Emmy, hey, you won a cup with the Blackhawks as our goalie. And
2: he had a... You very
1: much have a great life. You're a good kid. You know, enjoy your life.
2: And he had a a great run. He was clearly a big part of it. What you're saying was he he, uh, played way over his head, and he wasn't going to be that good all the time.
1: And, yeah, uh, yeah, let's face it, there was some stuff he would make... You know, I'm not gonna act like I'm a hockey expert here, Coach. Mm-hmm. But okay. hockey experts would talk about him, and they would talk about what he was doing wrong. And then I would watch games. I'd be like, Yeah, they're exactly right. He does all that stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, like, and and it's almost seemed like he got lucky last year a lot of times. So I I, I don't know. I'm just. It's, it's a good thing. You can't keep everybody. It was all right to get rid of him.
2: We have passed our allotted. David Olson gave us 48 seconds to talk about Anti-Niemi. We have now gone a minute and 20 seconds. I apologize for going 40 seconds over. Very quickly over to college basketball. Big dog. The Maui invite. Uh, some good games going on. The CBE Invitational Championship tonight. Duke, I believe. Am I getting my games mixed up? I think it's Duke against Kansas State. Very, very good game. And, uh, watch out for this one. This one might come up and bite you in the hiney. Yale taking on your fighting line. I don't laugh at the Yale Bulldog. They already beat Boston College and they almost beat Providence. I'm worried about Illinois tonight, big dog.
1: Yeah, no, I, I am too, Coach. And that was the the first thing. I'm so glad that they actually beat Boston College because yep. they almost beat Boston College and they almost beat Providence. I don't know if Illinois would give them a, a, enough. Uh, attention and then to be quite honest with you coach is i love illinois but their biggest their biggest thing that they lack is focus and killer instinct yep this team is totally talented they've got really really good depth they yep. got players all over the place but it, a lot of times they don't play up to their potential mm-hmm. and they and you're exactly right like when illinois plays michigan state this year when they play purdue i'm not worried about focus and effort and whether they take the game seriously or not, because they will. It'll be whether or not they play better than those other teams. I mean, hopefully. I'm pretty sure that that's how it's going to be. But again, tonight, you're right. I'm worried about how they play against Yale. I am totally. <laughs>
2: Ah, I love it—the Yale Bulldog, little Ivy League basketball coming to Champagne. The Orange Crush will be out there. Good game, by the way. Duke in Kansas State—excellent, excellent ball game. Kansas State ranked in the top five. The real deal. Chicago area kid, Jacob Pullen leads them, and you know Duke has he's got awesome. Isn't that kid awesome? He's a uh, future NBA. High first rounder, probably a mid first round.
1: Well, yeah, well, yeah. Right now, that's a, that's a, you're determining right now. Like right now, he'd be slotted anywhere from eight to twenty. Yep. Right now, we'll see where he goes, Coach. Yep. And who knows how many guys named uh, Giano are, are you know drafted in the in the first round this year? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh but, but, you know, that, that kid does have the best beard I've seen on, a, on a, a black man in a
2: long time. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't like beards in college kids. That's, that's well, just By the me. way,
1: everybody was ripping uh Bo Pelini for his sideline tirade. Yeah, against, I've been uh, as the pickle. show's
2: been going on, I've been watching, and they've been Bo Pelini's. But I feel like I'm talking to both you and Bo Pelini as much as he's been up on screen. Go ahead with well, your has thoughts. Has Bo Pelini poked you in the chest yet? Uh, not, I feel like it. I've watched <laughs> him enough on TV. I feel like it.
1: Well, you know, it's funny, is because you know Nebraska football is this gigantic machine, and if you do something and you know controversial for them, everybody hears about it. Did you see what Frank Martin did to Jacob Pullen the other day? It was ten times worse than that.
2: Kansas State coach, psychopath. the hitman Frank Martin, he is, um, he's an interesting character to watch on the sidelines. Yeah, what, what did he do? I did not see it.
1: Well, he did basically the same thing that Jacob Pullen that uh, that uh, Bo Pelini did, uh, Taylor Martinez. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, if Frank Martinez was the head basketball coach at Kansas yep. or at North Carolina or Duke or Illinois, uh, everybody in the country would know that it happened. Mm-hmm. But he did it at Kansas State. Nobody even noticed.
2: He was an assistant so. at Kansas State under uh, Robert Huggins, who went over yeah. to West Virginia. The name Robert—is it Martin? Are
1: we getting the right well, it's Frank Martin, but it, okay. he because he wants to. Thank you. He, he he wants to make sure he gets the Latin vote. He pronounces it Martin. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like it's Martin. Yep. So.
2: And I don't know what hairspray he uses in hair, but uh, he spends a lot on hairspray and suits. And you know what? He's actually a pretty good basketball coach too, because his he, team has played extremely he well. He kind
1: of taps my butt, but I, I will tell you this: he is a good. He's a heck of a basketball coach. Yeah. Yeah, I like him though. So. Yeah, he's
2: a big dude too. I, if I were a college kid, uh, I don't think I want to mess with head coach Frank Martin uh how about Michigan State? Did you watch them play last night? Very, very impressive, although they barely barely got by Chaminade, who was equally as impressive.
1: Yeah uh, coach I, I I was I was too busy doing stuff, but I did notice it was 3735 35 Chaminade, mm-hmm. you know when uh, we put the the Monday night game on downstairs and uh, yeah, they should not be struggling with Chaminade. but you know when you go out to Hawaii, it's, yep. it's perennial. every year shamanade almost beats somebody. You know, you know. I know they beat uh, Ralph Sampson in Virginia almost 30 years ago, but, uh you know, it happens every year that they almost beat someone. A
2: lot of distractions when you're out in Hawaii. You'll be happy to know, though, at least yesterday, none of the Maui Invitational coaches, Tom Izzo and the rest of the gang, none yeah. of them were in the Hawaiian coaching shirt.
1: Good. Yeah. Good. They, we don't need to see that. And, yeah. by the way, Kalen Lucas is still participating. He's going to be the he's going to be the first college athlete uh, to you know score a bucket in three different decades.
2: <laughs> the mini Minoso of college basketball. Yeah.
1: Huh? He's phenomenal, that Caleb Lucas. Seriously, uh, when he's a senior in three or four years,
2: he's really going to be good. <laughs> hey, we, before we leave college oops, we got to re- uh, mention our Chicago area team that's been down and nondescript for uh, many, many, many a year, but the Loyola Rambler? Six and zero on the season. Big dud knocked off Alabama State. They haven't beaten the powerhouse yet, but nevertheless, Loyola six and zero. We got to throw some kudos to our good friends, the Ramblers. Uh, the shooting Jesuits. <laughs> not sure if I'd call them that. <laughs> Sounds like something you need a cure for. <laughs> I think they got a couple of medical centers that cover that. Um All right, moving back to football. We got the football feast coming. This is final day. You will not be here tomorrow, so we won't talk to you till Monday. It's yeah, a... I'm
1: sorry, Coach. I'm sorry. Do we have to do our beat the Do I have to give you my beat the Schmoes picks? So we're not playing it this week.
2: No, we are playing it. But well, you're right. We got to do it tomorrow. You know what? We're not playing it this week. I'll let David you Olson sure? I, I
1: can call in for like two minutes, Coach.
2: All right, we're gonna have a staff meeting after the show on Wednesday. Beat the Schmoes. I'm not sure I'm mentally prepared for that, but uh, we'll see.
1: We'll because I, I don't know what I'll do if I don't have three. Picks right. against the right. you can either way, I, I, I can do my own beat the smoke sticks and put them on ShytownMix.com if you want me to, Coach.
2: Okay. You also have a couple of interviews we want to uh, promo on there too with uh, the man on the street interviews with some of the fans outside of Wrigley Field. Yeah. Have
1: you watched them, Coach?
2: I haven't because um, well there's a many but I'm but I'm going to today. Chi- it's ShytownMix.com.
1: Yes, and uh, there's some pretty attractive young ladies that I'm uh, interviewing a couple times a day. Uh-huh. And what's other imp- drunk people too.
2: What's impressive though is you're at least based on past interviews I've seen, you're able to uh, keep your concentration very well even when you're interviewing um, some people that could easily distract you. How do I gently put that?
1: Well, I got to be honest with you. I usually get them riled up before the interview, and mm-hmm. then I act calm when I'm interviewing. If that's the trick I, I do. So I get them all fired up. They're all acting goofy. Next thing you know, I'm the I'm calm one in the interview. Interesting. Don't tell anybody, Coach. Let's keep that a secret between you, me, Dave Olson.
2: Hey, if it's on the two guys in a mic show, your secret is safe. Believe me. 888 <laughs> <laughs> Folks, about eight more minutes to dial it up. Talks of sports with the coach and the Big Dog. Some of the Thanksgiving Day games, Big Dog, the fans can look forward to watching. Do we have the traditional Texas-Oklahoma game?
1: Um, uh, Texas and Oklahoma is uh traditionally played on the first Saturday
2: in October during the Texas State Fair. That's the Red River shootout. Yes. Yeah, what do we got on we got Texas A and M? We gotta check our Thanksgiving schedule. Texas A and yeah, you're right, coaches.
1: Texas A and M and Texas which play on the Friday after Thanksgiving. That that's been They've been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. It used to be when I was growing up as a kid before Oklahoma and, and Nebraska switched divisions from Big 8 to Big 12 and the North South and all that stuff, where the Friday after Thanksgiving was Texas, Texas A&M, and also, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, Oklahoma and Nebraska, which is always a huge, huge game. Mm-hmm. So
2: Let's see. I'm looking. we got uh, Temple Alabama, Auburn we got Temple. Alabama-Auburn on Saturday. I'm looking at uh, Friday's you got a bunch of games on Friday. Thursday, it looks like the only one is A&M at Texas. Oh, so
1: they're playing on Thanksgiving. So that, yeah. that goes back and forth. Sometimes it's, most of the time it's on the yeah. Friday, though. Okay, you so they're full, playing Thursday.
2: Full slate of Friday's game. Northern Illinois at Eastern Michigan, Nebraska, and Colorado. Actually, not that great of a schedule. West Virginia at Pittsburgh. That's a decent game. That's
1: a good game. That's yeah. a really good game.
2: No marquee games though, but then on Saturday you got the Michigan and Ohio State. The, a little bit of the luster has worn off of that game, but uh, either way, check your local listings. But big dog, suffice it to say, plenty of football out there for the folks.
1: Uh, you think luster's worn off that game? Trust me, Michigan would love, would love to knock Ohio State off yeah. of that perch, coach. Yep.
2: And if they and it- don't, if they lose again, the career of Rich Rod will he be uh, drinking beer with Brad Childress to the Philadelphia Eagles?
1: Quite simply, how can I put this, but Jim Harbaugh is, only, if he isn't the coach in Michigan next year, Jim Harbaugh better be the coach of the Chicago Bears. Okay. And I can't believe I really am dumbfounded by how good of a coach that man is. And honestly, I would love to see him as the coach of the Bears one day. I'm statement, isn't
2: it? Huh? Yeah, I had to pause and think about that one. First of all, my initial comment is if the Bears give Lovey Smith a full you know an extension after this two or three game winning streak, which I've heard some talk about. Uh I'm not gonna retire as a Bears fan, but I'll be extremely upset. Let's not let's not get carried away with the whole Lovey thing. Jim Herbo is and you're right, very good coach. Stanford team this year is outstanding. You can't argue with what he's done. He's still a little grating, though, isn't he, personality wise?
1: Yes, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more, Coach. Yeah. But you know, I, I don't want to like my coach. You know, I was, do. Looking back on the day, I could not stand Mike Dicker. There was always something about him that I did not like. There's still yeah. stuff I don't like about him. But yet, when the, the, the Bears had one of the highest winning percentages in football while he was the coach of that game, mm-hmm. if not the highest. They had the highest winning percentage during his tenure while he was there. So there's something to be said about that, Coach.
2: Yeah, the older I get, though, the older I get, I not only want my team to win, I, you know, I want to root for people that I like. But maybe that's just a sign of.
1: A is it, is of it age. the fact that you have children? Is that what it is,
2: Colin? Uh, no, but thanks for it. I don't think kids have anything to do with it. I think it's just age. Okay. Maturity. Not sure. Hey, a couple of minutes left. Big dog for the listeners out there now. You've been through this for so many years and you do it with such tremendous passion. Two of your favorite things: eating and football. Some helpful hints to the folks out there. You won't be on tomorrow's show. Uh, any hints you can give regarding the Thanksgiving dinner, the relatives, possibly the annoying aunts and uncles that come over, and your football watching for the young kids out there? What advice would a veteran like yourself give?
1: Well, without question, you want to be able to eat a lot that day, and and you don't want to totally shut down your metabolism by one gigantic meal in the beginning of the day. That's the problem everybody has. I'm not going to start myself all day. Just No, no. If you really want to eat a lot, don't eat so much on Wednesday. Cut back on Wednesday. But on, on Thursday, what you need to do is have yourself a really big breakfast. Go out and play football with your family, okay? Run around. Break a sweat. Have some fun, okay? Do a couple push-ups. If you have a gym membership, all the gyms are open on Thanksgiving. Go to the gym and give yourself the best workout that you've had in a long time. Then come back, chow down, eat leftovers, and eat all day long, coach. And 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 I'm I'm not like you. You have something against sweet potatoes. You have something against every, a little bit against something on every, on the on the table. I will legitimately eat everything at the table. And you know what I've noticed? There's people like me who just shut up and continue to eat and eat and eat. And then there's also like two or three other people at the table. All they at the table, all they do is talk about how much they're eating. And I usually just say, how could you be eating anything when all you're doing mm-hmm. is talking?
2: It's a good point. So, it's a good point. When, so there, I, when there's really good food, this applies to, like, and I remember I had a, uh, some class I took where I remember this the professor, the expert we had, had mentioned this, you know, about living in the moment. If you're eating really, really good food, don't talk so much. Enjoy the food. You're out at a nice restaurant or like a Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, you know, a little bit of conversation, but concentrate on the quality. Of the food.
1: I couldn't agree more, Coach.
2: If you're yapping away, you can't enjoy the food. Thanksgiving dinner's about the food. You can always talk afterwards. What about post-meal, Big Dog? Uh, a lot of people will go horizontal, hit the couch, and they're done for the day. How do you um, stay awake, survive, join the family conversation, watch some football post-Thanksgiving meal?
1: Well, that's usually not a problem, because uh, immediately my brother and I will get into the maker's mark. Okay, we usually, uh, <laughs> both of us, Kind to of dive headfirst into the bottle. I don't know how, but they usually get we both have room and we fit in there somehow. <laughs> Probably because it's a 1.75. And basically what ends up happening is I end up telling jokes. Yeah, I'm a little bit different on the radio than I am in real life. In real life, I'm a lot more rambunctious. And uh, so, like, my family will ask who I'm dating at the time, and then I, I'll tell stories about them because typically they're not from the United States. So that's always you, good because I can make fun of their accents.
2: You don't mention me, I hope. Keep our relationship quiet, please. Okay.
1: Well, I I try to, Coach. Thank you. And and then you know that's basically what it ends up being. And then it's we play charades a lot. Mm -hmm. My family charades. It gets good. It gets really, really, really good. Beautiful. Just keep it. it, it, It's a a, legitimately, Coach. I bet you, I eat at least. Fifteen to twenty thousand calories on Thanksgiving
2: Day. All right, Big Dog, we got to wrap up the show. We will miss you tomorrow on behalf of all of our listeners, our production department, and Cinemax. And have a great Thanksgiving, Big Dog. You too, Coach. You too, David Olson. Thanks a lot, everybody. All right. We'll talk to Big Dog on Monday. He may call in tomorrow with his beat the Schmoes football picks. We got to sign off. We'll do the show tomorrow, David Olson, our producer. Great job as always. Thank you out there to everybody who listens. We much, much appreciate it. Talkzone.com. Two guys that are mic signing off. Have a outstanding day.